8.05 on the Ed Crane Show. We're at 75 degrees, heading up to 102 today. And it's a pleasure to welcome Mayor Daryl Steinberg to the program. Uh, Your Honor, we haven't chatted in a while. How are you? It's good to be with you, Ed. Good to be with you. Fine. Well, good. Um, One thing I probably get more calls about locally than any other issue is the homeless issue. Uh, As you well know, it's become a... Almost, it looks like an insurmountable problem. There's lots of money coming towards it, something like $50 million from 2019 through 2020. But yet it seems like everywhere you look, there's another homeless camp popping up. There's no question. It is a huge crisis. But I think it's important to talk about what's happened um, and where we are going. Um The truth of the matter is, since 2017, when I became mayor, between the city and the county, we have gotten over 15,000 people from the streets to housed. Over 15,000. And that's according to Sacramento Steps Forward, the the joint city-county, what's known as the Continuum of Care Organization. The problem is that more people are becoming homeless faster than we can get them off the streets and uh, the combination of high spiraling housing prices and rent and rents together with the fact that some people um, are living a lot of people actually are living in the most fragile states and yes there are a subset of people with severe mental illness and or drug addiction and the combination um, has created a crisis it's not just uh, exclusive of course to Sacramento it's throughout the state and actually in in parts of the country as well. And so we um, are continuing to work at it, but in a different way now, because one of the things that we've realized as a city is that um, we are not a health and human services agency. We're not a homeless agency. It's not what we do. Um, city provides basic municipal services. We have gotten into this space out of necessity. When I started, we had less than 100 beds, shelter beds. We now have over 1,100. But we are working on forging an essential partnership with the County of Sacramento because they are the Health and Human Services Agency. They provide the mental health services. In fact, all the work I did in the legislature on mental health All that money goes through the California counties. And so uh, we've had a lot of tension, no question. Um, But it's now turning, I think, in a positive way towards the development of a formal league where they will do what they do to the people. We'll provide more of the shelter within the city and, of course, more housing. And we hope, combined with even more effective prevention and early intervention to keep people who are housed currently in their homes, in their apartments, that uh, we will be able to show the people a difference. There is a perception. uh, When you you drive by, I drove all to Arden the other day, and I thought about six different homeless camps, that um, why can't we get these people off the streets? Now, as you well know, there is that Martin v. Boise decision from the Ninth Circuit uh, up, up in Boise, Idaho, that says you can't Take them off the street unless you have a bed for them. Uh, you mentioned that you've gotten beds for 15000 That's laudable. But what about these other 10000 or so who are on the streets now? And how long will that take? And don't you need more than housing? Don't you need the wraparound services, uh, the drug, uh, you know, get them off drugs, uh, mental health evaluations, yeah. get them on medicine? 
Um, yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so let me. Yeah, uh, all the things uh, that you uh, said in your question are, are true. Um, so let's talk about enforcement. Um, the uh, the law limits what we can do. Look, I want to tell you where I stand, and you know, I have a political philosophy, reputation. I was a leader of the Democratic Party and all that. I want to be real clear. Um, for years now, I have advocated very publicly that people in California, people ought to have a right to shelter, to housing, and to uh, treatment where they need it. And, and this is the key piece, where I part from some of my friends on the left, I believe people ought to have a legal obligation to accept that help, to accept the shelter, and accept the housing. I think the policy of the society should be, must be, that people live indoors. But it starts with government's obligation to provide, and then the individual's obligation to accept. And in, in some way, that's what Martin V. Boise says, because um, we cannot enforce our way out of this. It's like whack-a-mole. It's not a crime to be homeless. It certainly is a crime to sell drugs or to engage in uh, other serious illegal behavior, but it's not a crime to be homeless. And so when you move someone, if you do not have, you're exactly right, a combination of shelter, housing, and where they need it, wraparound services for their underlying health condition, then all you are doing is playing whack-a-mole. And so the problem, we have many problems, but... Sometimes in our community, and this is true of communities throughout California, we substitute understandable frustration for thought leadership. And what, I, what do I mean by that? Everyone from the business community to uh, the neighborhoods need to insist that the city and county finish this comprehensive partnership agreement so that we are now providing the services to thousands. We do increase those shelter beds and the housing by the thousands so that we can say morally, legally, and effectively, you cannot camp on this corner because we have an alternative for you. Okay, that's a great point. Now, I, I've been told that there is a uh, facility in San Antonio, Texas, again, probably acres and acres, um, but it offers the complete picture, the, the wraparound services, the shelter, uh, drug rehab, uh, mental health evaluation, medication. We've got a lot of land in Sacramento County. I don't know who owns it all. Uh, it seems to me that something like this uh, could be doable here. Same kind of climate as San Antonio. Is it possible? Well, that that has been an opportunity. Look, we've looked at Cal Expo. We've um, we've surveyed a lot of land. Now, as mayor of the city, I'm not uh, you know pushing this off on anyone else. But we've got city. Uh, we don't. Uh, have jurisdiction over the county land. And so, right. you know, people have talked about the Boys Ranch, for example. I was going to I mean, mention I, that, yeah. Yeah, I think these are all viable. I know in the city that when we sh opened the new Science Center on the Garden Highway, beautiful, by the way, iconic center, that left the old Science Center, the old acreage off of Auburn Boulevard that is in the city open. And it was controversial and 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 yet I pushed through and forged through to say we must open this because at least start with 50 people as a, a respite center, as a place where we can triage and help uh, navigate people from the streets to something better. And we the city council voted yes, nine to nothing, because any time, here's my view when it comes to 
and we know this, right, the not-in-my-backyard phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants the problem solved, but nobody wants it near them. So here's my view. We have to say yes and forge through that. Maybe understandable, but, but ultimately um, unacceptable point of view. We have to say yes because if we don't say yes more than we say no, we're never going to be able to provide the relief to the, pe- the suffering people on the streets, our business community, and our neighborhoods. You recently had the uh, the head of the uh, the SAC Metro Chamber come out, and really she she was angrily saying, "Look, we got to do something about this." The business community um, it's kind of a mess downtown. A lot of people who work for the state are working from home now, and then the homeless situation is getting worse what is the beef between the city and the county it seems to me that you know the rising tide would lift all ships here if you guys get on the same page well we are and we are i think turning the corner and people have right to be frustrated about that um i i would say it's simple in many ways and just this fact 75 percent of the problem by the point in time count which was conducted in 2021 resides within the city of Sacramento and dramatically, of course, impacting our central city. Three-fifths of the county, including its representation, is outside the city. So, so don't, they're sort of saying, don't make your problem our problem? In a way, yeah. yes. I mean, what we have argued over, um, and it's spilled over publicly, is we've simply said, look, I'm not... I'm not interested in an argument or a fight. I'm interested in only getting the relief for my city, the people who are homeless in my city and my neighborhoods and my business courses. That's all I'm interested in. And in order to achieve that relief, we need more help from the county, again, because the city does not do health and human services. We're not a health agency. We have no budget for uh, mental health or substance abuse. Again, in 2004, I authored the so-called Millionaire's Tax Proposition 63. It generates, when I was in the legislature, it um, now generates $3.8 billion a year. And with the exception of some state administrative money, it all goes to the counties. And so we're dependent on our partners in order to achieve relief for the problem in our city, and yet three-fifths of the representation outside the city. Now, the supervisors, it work all collegial. I mean, I think Rich Desmond, who represents the official, he's in there every day working, trying, but these are, the, it's, it's, it's historic. It's a bit cultural um, in terms of the way we see our roles, but if you just know that one fact, 75% of the problem in the city Three-fifths of the county outside the city, including the representation, that tells you a lot. But we are overcoming that, and we are committed. In fact, uh, trying to get in the weeds here too much. The city agreed to put on an initiative um, on the November ballot, holding ourselves accountable to building more shelter, uh, more housing, and thereby being able to enforce because of that connection between enforcement and capacity fine the understanding was that the business community was then going to work with the county to do the same the county did not do it and was 
not interested. Instead, last Wednesday, they passed a very strong um, enforcement measure um, to clean up the American River Parkway and the unincorporated county. Well, that may be fun as far as it goes, but guess where those people are going to end up? At least a large number of them. In the city. They're going to end up in the city of Sacramento. And so... We what we said then last Tuesday was that we're not going forward with our initiative unless it unless it is linked to a, a comprehensive partnership agreement with the county. And the business community was angry. No, you go forward with what you said you were going to do with us in the city. And we said no, it must be linked. And it was a big argument, and we prevailed seven to two. It's now linked. And guess what? Now we're working together with the business community. Um, in fact, the Metro Chamber and Region Business have now signed on to the ballot argument. And so, uh, and now we're, the, the, the psychology has changed a little bit. We're now working closely with the county because all of a sudden, the fact that everyone is feeling the heat, uh, I felt it for, <laughs> for since day one that I became mayor, um, everyone is feeling the heat and know that we can only provide relief to our communities and to the people suffering if, in fact, we are really working together. And so I'm hopeful, more hopeful than I have been uh, in a long time. We're chatting with Mayor Daryl Steinberg. Uh, sir, I know you're busy, but can you stick with us for one more segment? I sure can. No All problem. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk about the homeless problem. And, Your Honor, I think you've got a couple of uh, vexing problems within the homeless problem, and that is uh, we've got this stupid rule about Anything boosted from a store less than $1,000 is a misdemeanor, uh, not being prosecuted. You've got all kinds of drugs coming in from the border, fentanyl. Uh, you fight that aspect of it because it does feed into the homeless problem. Well, I mean, the drug issue is is a terrible problem, and it's a terrible part of, uh, of the chronic homeless uh, in our city and throughout the state. Um, I, I don't, you know, it, that is largely beyond the city's ability or authority to affect in terms of the importation of all of these cheap, cheap drugs, you know, and I know there's a lot of conversation about Prop 47, you know, I just think it's important, you know, you know, Texas has a threshold that's significantly higher than California's, I mean, Texas, Greg Abbott state, and so, you know, I, I, the truth of the matter is, is that we're not going to lock people up for long periods of time. It's just not happening. And so unless we get at the root of it, which is the, the importation, absolutely, unless we bust the drug dealers uh, in a major way, in, unless we have more treatment for people uh, before they get so seriously addicted that there is no return, um, then, then this is going to continue to be a challenging problem. I do think that there are some hopeful things at the state level. The governor's uh, bill around what's called care courts that would enable uh, the city, the county, uh, community to be able to petition not only for someone to have to accept the help, that's the controversial part of it, but to require the government, the county in this instance, to provide the help. And that to me is a, a hopeful direction at the state level well it, it seems to a lot of us uh, your honor that y you need some tough love here and i don't know that that that's really 
being discussed. I mean, maybe we need more cops, you know, looking for drugs in these homeless camps and getting the drug dealers to stay away, things like that. Would that help? It would. I mean, I've actually called publicly for some high-profile arrests, um, you know, to make an example of anybody who was preying on vulnerable people. Absolutely. I mean, you know, sometimes I know in the in the political world, especially in the modern era, it's every you think that wow, there's those on the left who don't want any enforcement, and those on the right who want nothing but enforcement. And of course, the truth is. Somewhere in the middle, I actually believe we should come down hard on people who are preying on uh, on the vulnerabilities uh, of others, especially people who are unsheltered. You think about women out there subject to all kinds of deprivation and abuse, sexual abuse included, and I'm for harsher enforcement. The problem is that among the public and some of the constituents, groups, you know, they don't distinguish really between real crime and, as we talked about earlier, get tough, move people out, move people along. Well, the the former is necessary. The latter is not going to solve any problem because you're just moving people from one place of squalor to another. Have you had, uh, before I let you go, sir, have you had success with the people you have been able to house, keeping them housed? keeping them away from drugs, keeping away from, you know, if, if maybe they have mentally Ill, uh, mental illness problems, staying on the medication, do you have a good success record? We have a great success record. We have a great success record. Um, we know what works. We know that the combination of intensive outreach, case man, individualized case management for people who we intervene with, temporary shelter where necessary, intensive drug and mental health treatment, and then some form of permanent housing, and if it needs to be supportive housing, yes, it works. People do get better, but more people than not get better. It's a vol- and we have to address it as a volume issue, which again is why this partnership between the city and county is so crucial because that's the only way we're going to be able to intervene with and help more people. All right. We'll be watching that. that Hopefully that partnership kicks off and things get better. And we appreciate you coming on the show. And you could be our guest anytime, sir. I'll come back, Ed. Thanks uh, so much. Appreciate it. With you.